0: Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf and this week's episode about the book Little Black Stretchy Pants by Chip Wilson. Keep listening to find out how Lululemon became the success it did. Welcome back, I'm your host Steph Clark and each week I share with you the three big ideas from the best non-fiction and business books that I've been reading. Doing the reading so you don't have to. I often get comments from people saying this podcast has helped them choose what to read and sometimes what not to read. So hopefully you will find the same benefits too. This week I'm talking about the book Little Black Stretchy Pants by Chip Wilson who is the founder of Lululemon. Now the book and the author actually have an element of controversy around them. I'll let you do the googling on that but some comments that were made on a news article which actually is talked about in the book as well and a couple of things that Chip has said in the past and sometimes actually in in some respects the contents of the book and some of the criticisms he has in the book of of various people who were involved with Lululemon have ruffled a few feathers. Maybe you've heard about some of those things, maybe you had written off the book because of those things. Hopefully this episode will share some of the good things things about the book and some of the ideas in there because there is a lot to learn from the ideas in this book. As you can imagine a lot of time and effort goes into the creation of this podcast and the newsletter The Bookmark which you can sign up to using the link in the top of the show notes. So if you would like to support, if you'd like to say thanks and shout me a book or a cup of coffee, uh, maybe a tea, I don't actually drink coffee, then you can head over to the links also in the show notes to buymeacoffee.com. There is a link there for you to make a small donation to the podcast or you can bookmark some of the affiliate sites I have for the book depository and bookshop.org if you're in the US. So next time you buy a book you can use those sites and I'll take a little bit of commission off those as well at no extra cost to you. As I said all the links to those are in the show notes for ease you can just click on those and save them super quickly. All right, let's get into this week's episode. Let me tell you a little bit more about the book and the author before we start on the big ideas. The unauthorized story of Lululemon is the book about ordinary people who took an opportunity to be creative, to be innovative and to maximize their potential. Chip Bulton's part in this story comes from the learnings of thousands of mistakes. He set the culture, the business model, the quality platform, the people development program and then got out of the way. Lululemon's exponential growth culture and brand strength has few peers and it is because of those employees who chose to be great. This book is also about missed opportunity, five years of missed opportunity. Chip was playing to win while the directors of the company he founded were playing not to lose. A little bit about Chip. Chip Wilson is an entrepreneur, philanthropist, loving husband, and father to five boys. As the founder of West Beach and yoga-inspired clothing company Lululemon Athletica, Chip is a globally recognized innovator in the field of technical apparel. He's widely credited with starting the athleisure retail category, a $100 billion a year global business. At Lululemon, Chip was known for his people before product leadership approach. He surrounded himself with like-minded individuals, creative, driven, athletic locals with a love for work-life balance inspired by the West Coast. This cohesive culture fueled the innovation and growth of the brand. In 2007, Lululemon Athletica was taken public and Chip remains its largest individual shareholder and biggest cheerleader. All of that was taken from the Amazon blurb on the book. I will put a link to that in show notes for you. And um, maybe already from just that little blurb, you can get a bit of a sense of some of the things that that happened in the Lululemon story. It's a, The book is really fascinating. I'll talk a little bit more about that at the end. But first, let's get into the three big ideas from the book Little Black Stretchy Pants or the unofficial Lululemon story by Chip Wilson. Big idea number one is see into the future. A recurring strength of Chips throughout his life, and even as a child, not even, or as a teenager, not even just in his business pursuits, was his ability to spot a trend a few years off. And not just to spot a trend, but to do something about it. From the move towards baggier shorts for skateboarders and that real skate scene and that skateboarder look to snowboarding, overtaking skiing and, and t- attracting different audience. And then later to yoga and mindfulness and more technical active wear, particularly for women. He also saw where those trends were coming from, largely from California. And so he built connections there first by supplying those brands into Canada, which is where he was from. And also by spending time there to better observe and get a feel for what was happening in that particular scene, in those particular subcultures, to then be able to bring that into Canada, where he knew that it was only really a matter of time until those trends started to move up north. This ability to see those trends in advance allowed Chip to get ready, to get ahead and to think deeply and try things out in the meantime. You can see as well in his approach into some of these things, he, he started slow, like particularly with Lululemon. He really took the time to build himself into the community of the demographic that he was looking to attract by going to yoga himself and then by spending more time with yogis and finding out what it was that they wanted and really putting them at the heart of it. Similar to when he had his West Beach brand and was building this the snowboarding technical apparel. He, again, was spending time with the people in that scene. He was seeing into the future, seeing what they would want and being able to then extrapolate that into building his business. And then into the, the attire and the apparel that those particular demographics were looking for. So that's big idea number one, see into the future. Big idea number two is different on purpose. Almost everything about Chip's businesses had a strong purpose. And this made it very clear who it was for and almost to a cult-like effect as we get into Lululemon and also who it wasn't for. Even early on in his West Beach company and into the, the store they had in the 80s, he would stop people coming in who were smoking and in the 80s that was quite a big deal because everyone was smoking but he knew that that was not a nice habit and that it clearly couldn't be good for you even though at that point there was less of the research around that so he wouldn't let people who were smoking into his store which was quite a, quite a controversial thing to do at that point. This strength of purpose was also behind the genesis of the bags, the famous Lululemon bags with the manifesto written all over them and that they themselves became quite a cult item and people would use them and still do use them to take their lunch in and and to use in, in just their everyday lives, not just to carry their goods home from the shopping. Similarly, for technical attire, especially for yoga, where women's active wear at the time, certainly in the 90s in particular, and then into the early 2000s, was a pretty sorry offering. It was nasty see-through leggings that were cotton and not particularly sweat-proof as well, and and a baggy t-shirt maybe. Whereas typically men's sportswear or active wear attire had a lot more on offer and a lot more technical elements to it. So it was much more fit for purpose, unlike a lot of women's sports or active wear attire. So he gave something new and he tapped into these new markets, these new demographics, these new types of people who were taking up these particular sports, be it snowboarding and then into yoga. He offered things like yoga in store, again, something very different. You didn't see Nike or Adidas or any of these other sports brands doing something similar and different needs as well. He also used an education model in the stores for his assistants. They weren't called shop assistants or sales assistants. They were called educators and he gave them a huge amount of autonomy. They had control over their window dressing. They had control over the things they put in the store and how they ran different events and how they got the community involved. And there was a big element to community and tapping into those yoga communities in particular, or the health and wellbeing communities for the stores and finding those, uh, almost that Venn diagram of where the overlap is between these different interests and, and cultures or subcultures. Even the business model, the vertical model of, of sales and particularly sportswear was kind of unheard of at the time and certainly doing your own manufacturing as well. But they did it, which allowed them to keep both control and more margin ultimately because they had the control and they weren't giving things away to suppliers all the time or to third parties. Interestingly, it was a lot of these things and these really purpose led elements of the business and of the culture that, that really slipped as private equity took ownership of the business after the IPO. They weren't allowed to be as controversial, which famously in their ad campaigns, Lululemon were certainly at the start and the quality slipped as well as they went for, they were looking for profit and preservation rather than the quality and the really high standard of quality that Chips set. And sometimes it was the small things that changed that showed that there was actually a bigger shift that happened certainly later on. Chip in particular talked about the Coke cans. So... Early on in Lululemon and certainly when he was in charge, he would not have any soft drinks, diet Cokes or any kind of fizzy drinks or anything in the in the office, in the stores, because he felt that they were completely against what Lululemon was standing for. So when he then saw over time as cans of Coke started slipping in and he saw them on people's desks and things, he knew that the company had lost a little bit of its in its closeness to those original values and the purpose that he had set out early on. So that's big idea number two, different on purpose. Big idea number three is fail, learn, repeat. Chip is pretty open in the book and there's actually whole specific sections dedicated to the various failings and learnings that he had. In particular around the IPO process and the experience of that and essentially giving away control of his company and then Kit and Ace which was the business that he started after Lululemon, mostly around structure and governance issues. There's a few recurring themes largely around control that seem to come up a lot and as you keep going through the book you'll notice there's I don't know I mean certainly my read on it is an element of maybe bitterness in some of the things that happened and this this real need to get his side of the story heard but that said there are lots of examples where he's very open about the things he didn't do well and some of the things that he didn't set up or the sometimes just the the lack of knowledge he had around giving up control to a board or not taking a, a particular to particular roles on the board in the in the company after the IPO and his openness is useful because obviously if anyone's thinking about doing the same or is just interested in the realities of those situations it's worth a read for that there's also some great examples in the book on the fail learn repeat of the constant innovation they were thinking so they were taking the offcuts of the the pants they were making and turning them into the headbands and some other little accessories that you can also buy in lululemon he was constantly asking himself if i was to compete against lululemon what would i do and starting to level up looking around at the competition but not to the point of distraction which we can often fall into But also he was so focused on personal development as well and and really this constant idea of going above and beyond wanting to avoid mediocrity. He was allergic to the idea of average or just phoning it in. He really wanted to squash this mindset of mediocrity that many of us do live with. He put everyone through the landmark course. And again, that's somewhat controversial in itself in terms of the sometimes the content and things, but he put everyone through the landmark course. Which certainly at the time was a, was a huge investment of putting all his salespeople through that and certainly all his management team through that. And on a regular basis as well to have a common language, to have a common expectation of how we operate here and the level that we operate at, which he was almost obsessive about being a cut above the rest and not necessarily in a bad way. So the book is really an insight into how the company grew and grew and then had a bit of a decline and in the ingredients that created all of those different results. Interestingly, and as it mentioned a little bit in the blurb to the book that I talked through earlier, there is this real difference. So there was a real difference you can see between the wanting to win and wanting not to lose mentality. So Chip when he was running the business and when it was absolutely humming, it was very much around being the best and going out and doing things differently and being a bit controversial at times. Whereas when the private equity company took over and had more control and they had listed, so they had done their IPO, it was very much a preservation state. And he, he talks in the book around the PR machine and how we couldn't do anything controversial. So they couldn't say, so he couldn't share his views on Coke or Pepsi, for example, because they didn't want to put anyone offside. And it was very much around not wanting to lose and really preserving and playing it safe rather than doing the things that had actually led to Lululemon's success in the first place and, and really how they and why they appealed to the people that they did and also how why they didn't appeal to the people they didn't appeal to. Personally, I found that really fascinating from a culture perspective and how just that little mindset shift between wanting to win and wanting not to lose can really change the way a company is run and people behave. So that's big idea number three, fail, learn, repeat. All right, there we go. Three big ideas from the book, Little Black Stretchy Pants or the unofficial Lululemon story. Big idea number one, see into the future. Big idea number two, different on purpose. And big idea number three, fail, learn, repeat. I really enjoyed the book. I read it really back end of last year and it was a very page turning read. I really enjoyed it. It was quite similar in some ways in terms of the style to Shoe Dog by Phil Knights. If you've enjoyed that one, then you might enjoy this one. Look, there's a few things in the book that you might disagree with Chip on. You might not particularly agree with his perspective on. That's okay. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. And it's, it's really is a fascinating lesson on culture more than anything. So if you work in that space, if you're interested in how you build a culture that is super focused and purpose-led, this is a great example of how to do that also recommend reading up on some of the controversy around Chip and make some of your own decisions on that as well. There's some kind of interesting articles or interviews about him uh, floating around the Internet. And also the, the book itself. And as I've mentioned in when I was talking through Big Idea number three, there's a few things in there. You're like, Chip, are you just a bit bitter about this? Is you, you're just not happy you needed to, to release a book to get some of these things heard. Maybe that is the case. And he talks a little bit about the conspiracies against him or against Lululemon in some ways and some of these things. And again, sometimes that stuff I find slightly, I have a slightly, a slight allergic reaction to, but you never know what happens behind these closed doors of these big companies and when there's profits and egos involved. So recommend having a read. It's really fascinating in many ways and will definitely give you some different things to think about. All right that's it for this week. If you've read this book I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what you thought. Contact details are all in the show notes as usual but otherwise until next time happy reading.